episode three. What? What is even happening? Hi, y'all. I'm super excited to be here with y'all right now doing this. Um, this podcast and and this in general is kind of shaping up to look like and be exactly what I wanted it to look like and be. And I am just feeling very loved and very supported and very engaged. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited that, um, and I'll tell you why it's because when I started this, I really wanted this to look very community minded and interactive. Um, and I wanted to give you all the opportunity to write in, you know, like either questions that you have about, uh, lifestyle stuff or stories that you wanted to share or recipes that you wanted to share or food questions that you might have. And that's actually, that's actually happening. And I'm, and I'm thrilled and I'm actually really excited about this. So I'm going to, um, kind of get right into reading off some of these questions and things, um, and sharing this with y'all. And just so y'all know, you are welcome to either send in audio clips or emails to yours in butter at gmail.com. Um, and that actually really helps me kind of, you know, like settle into this idea of what we as a collective want this thing to look like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just the conductor, get, on my bus. I'm so sorry that I just said that. Get on my train, get on my conductor, get on my train. Anyways, forgive me for saying that. I'm sorry, but I'm not actually sorry. So like I said, I'm going to sort of get right into these. And then I want to talk to y'all about like farmer's market again and what that looked like last week for me. Um, and what that looks like with like fucking hot ass days, like 90 degree days. But anyways, so, um, Susie in Sarasota, Florida writes, my kids are a little bit older than Scarlett and Maddox. And if you're just listening, my kids are Scarlett's almost five and Maddox is just about to be 11 months old. Okay. And I'm just starting to date again. I don't want their heads to spin, but I do want to be able to bring new friends around while we are still quote, getting the wrapper off end quote and getting to know each other. I'm not worried about my kids. They are highly socialized, but I feel like I need to set a boundary with friends. Just like because you and I are getting close, please don't imply that you are part of the family. So this is really interesting and timely and all these things, right? Because I myself are, I am like that. I'm, I'm experiencing that right now. You know what I mean? And so, and I think obviously you know that to some degree. And so like, let's figure this shit out together. So number one, my kids feel, I think most people's kids feel like, like very sacred and very off limits. You know what I mean? And some of the stuff that I've been feeling and talking about lately is trying to navigate this idea that I very much am living two different lives right? Like there's a, well, I, I live a couple different lives, but mainly I, it's two, right? Like there's this mom part and which feels like very intimate and very private. Um, and then there's like entrepreneur Ava and dating Ava and community focus and minded and immersed Ava. And ultimately, you know, I'm trying to enmesh 
all of these together, right? Like I want my children to be wrapped up in the same community that I'm kind of wrapped up. But for now, in terms of dating, um, like if you are not going to be around for a while, especially early on in the beginning, you know, like it just feels like very off limits. I am like careful to even share a lot of stuff about my kids. And I don't think ultimately, I don't think that there is a right or wrong answer. You do what's best for your family. But for me personally, it is very slow moving. It is very slow going. I feel like even if I was to be getting serious with someone at some point, um, they would very much be introduced as like just my friend. And I don't know, I, we can figure this shit out together though. And when I am doing some more of that, let's circle back. But for right now and for me and mine, um, yeah, that just feels like really off limits to me. You know, I feel like my kids and myself, like we've been through a lot these last six months and we've been through a lot like this last year. You know, like I gave birth less than a year ago and Scarlett became a big sister. So I don't know. I think that you, you do what's best for you and yours while like kind of taking into consideration like everybody's feelings. And from what I just read, right, I think that that's kind of what y'all are doing too. So I'll be curious to, to, to see and to hear what y'all end up doing with that. Um, okay. So here, (laughs) here's one. And I actually, uh, I'm not, it, it, it's anonymous. I'm not going to read the name associated with the email, but Ava, do you ever cook for Cheddar Biscuit? For those of you that don't know, Cheddar Biscuit is this, uh, like eight and nine pound chihuahua that I found roaming at, on my floor, which I live on the third floor of a small apartment building. Uh, back in February, we found him and like, he's just been mine ever since. And it's like this whole saga. It's and Scarlett actually named him, um, which for obvious reasons is like extraordinarily, um, I don't know, perfect, right? Cheddar biscuit. Oh my God. We just call him biscuit, but he's like this mess dog that I never wanted. And he has like a wildly sensitive stomach and he's obsessed with me and he sheds everywhere. And I love him. Anyways, but anyways, if I cook for him, uh, unfortunately I do. And I like, y'all can drag me for saying like, unfortunately, um, or like, I'm so mean, but like, I do cook for this dog and absolutely not because I wanted to, not because I have time to cook for cheddar biscuit. I cook for cheddar biscuit because every single time that I try to offer him like standard dog food, like a whole variety of kinds. Y'all, I don't need any more recommendations. Um, yeah, I feed him like these like super expensive freeze dried fucking dog food biscuits in addition to plain chicken and rice that I make. So yes, I do. In fact, cheddar biscuit probably eats better than I do probably not better than my kids. Cause I at least show up for them, but like I sustain off of bag salad and like RX bars. And here I am like making chicken and rice for cheddar biscuit. God bless cheddar biscuit. Um, that's all I have to say about that. I love that little dog, but sometimes my life is so weird. Um, okay. Here's another one. Hi Ava. I'm also a single mom and I'm struggling to keep up between the kids job and just life. I know your plate is also so full. Do you have tools and tips for staying organized? Um, this is from Jenny in Portland. 
I am one of those people that like every single year I'm like, I'm going to use, I'm going to use a planner. You know what I mean? Like I, and like I, I make sure that it's like a planner that I actually really like and, um, and I'm just here, like, spoiler alert, I don't use the fucking planner. I use the planner for, like, six weeks. I wish, honest to God, I really do. I wish that I had more to give you. I don't. I mean, I use my phone, which is ironic because I, I'm not a huge fan of technology. If you know me in real life, you know that I'm constantly like, please help me. Oh, my God, I'm like a technology fail. But for, like, appointments and stuff, that's absolutely what I do anymore. I think what helps me... The most, especially on the days that I have my children, um, is like having a routine, right? I mean, like I, it's nice because I drop them off at childcare every day, the same, the same day, the same day and time. And so that is helpful. Um, just like kind of create a rhythm to our lives. Um, but I, I really just try to stick with the routine, right? Like, Cheddar biscuit has to go outside every morning. And so that leads into us taking a walk every morning. And I don't know, you know, like, I think that it's important to just like have structure to your day. Um, and to have like a rhythm without necessarily adhering to like a really rigid schedule, at least. Um, that's kind of what works for, for us. You know, I feel like with some of my perfectionism, if I, you know, tried to get really rigid or, you know, insist that I had to do X, Y, and like, I think that that would just, well, I know that that would kind of just exacerbate some of my, um, my like perfectionism shit. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be like gentle on myself while also creating just like some stability across the board. So I think, um, my best advice as a parent and even to a person is like, get your body outside within like the first hour of waking up. I have, I try to do that year round, no matter what rain, snow, shine, hot as balls outside. That's just something that we, that's just something that we do. And that's, that's my advice to you. If you want my advice on like how to get your life together or how to stay organized, just start there. Just put your body outside for a minute. Okay. Um, Let's see. Okay. Emma in Louisiana. I love Louisiana. I haven't been there in a number of years, but anyways, uh, this might seem silly, but I want to make one of those Uber fresh spring salads with asparagus, snow peas, and something else. But I'm at a loss after that. Can you help me make my farmer's market shopping list? (laughs) Stop it. It's like, you know, me, Um, if you saw back a couple, well, it's like last episode. Um, but even if you're following along on like my social media, my Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Ava Trucky. Um, I went to a big gay dinner party of sorts, right? A couple weeks ago. And actually that was one of the salads that was there was like snow peas and radish. So put that, put that on your list. Um, And I want to say she actually did a couple different kinds of radishes, which 
if you're in Colorado, which you're not, you're in Louisiana, but like right now, that's like one of the like hot commodities in terms of produce. That's like super readily available. Um, radishes, get you some radishes and you're absolutely right. Snow peas would be phenomenal as is asparagus. And then if you can get your hands on like some mint and some dill, uh, that's really good. Uh, I also think that she did some feta and I recommend that, but I think that you're definitely on to something. I think that starting there is, um, is really good. And in fact, if you kind of just wanted to do like a more like, like sat, like salad, salad, traditional salad, um, you can do all of this same stuff and like toss it with some arugula and a vinaigrette and then you can put a jammy egg which is like my jam right on top of there right like I should make a whole episode about jammy eggs because that's my shit so that's my advice fresh herbs for sure and get you some radishes um okay I am going to read just like another two of these and then we're gonna like move on but I'm like digging this so much so again I just want to encourage y'all to do this is so, this is fun for me. Um, either, yeah, send in an audio clip if you just want to like do like a little quick voice situation or you can send me an email to yoursandbutter at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. How do you come up with the flavors and names for things that you make for Buttermoon? Are you inspired by the seasons, nature, what your kids are into these days, etc.? This is a great question. So Buttermoon Bake Co. is my bakery that I have here in Denver. And the name Buttermoon is actually based on, it was like born because of my children. So I call Scarlet Mooney. I always have. And when Maddox was born, I called him Moo, short for Magoo, because he looked like an old ass grandpa when he was born. Bless him. Um, and then butter is just like this core ingredient in all of the things that I make. So we'll start there in terms of like flavors that I do. Absolutely. Like seasonal for sure. And like, I, I don't get like super hung up. Right. I mean, like, uh, you know, like we're doing blueberries and some shit like that when they're not necessarily like peak season. Right. Because I don't know. In fact, I should back up a little bit because again, if you know me in real life, you know that like my perfectionism and like this all or nothing shit that I do is just like a common reoccurring theme in my life. Um, but I like in the beginning, I, you know, seasonal only like these crazy parameters. So like right now it's June. I'm not going to be doing like caramel apple shit, right? Like I do that in the fall. In fact, I, that was one of my flavors last fall. Um, but yes, absolutely. I am for sure inspired by this season. I feel like, um, again, if you know me in real life, like I have like this weird thing about, um, the way that my house smells <laughs> and like candles, which I'm obsessed with and like seasonal candles. Okay. Like, no, I'm not burning like, you know, sea salt coconut fucking vibes in the middle of winter and I'm also not like burning anything that's cinnamon in the summer so same rules apply for buttermoon and the flavors that I create um what my kids are into these days so that's funny that you say that because aside from biscuits 
or like some of the crazier scones. Like I do this Dunkaroo scone, which is like very kid forward, right? Like there's frosting on it and sprinkles and blah. Um, like Scarlet is like, and always has been pretty like eh, about like things that I bake. And, um, it's not that she doesn't like them, but she's like a popsicle girl or like, has this affinity for high chews, if you're familiar with those candies. I mean, she really doesn't like, she loves when I make biscuits and I, you know, so I don't make them super often. Number one, because they're huge. The biscuits that I make are huge. And number two, just because that's what I do for a living. But yeah, like hand pies and I don't, I mean, I wish that I could tell you some like super cute fluff story about like, oh, and the time that, but like that doesn't exist for me. And Maddox is just barely about to be 11 months old. And again, I hate to hurt my own feelings with this, but he's kind of turning out to be like a little bit picky so far, which I'm not putting a whole lot of weight into. And it is what it is. And he's his own people. But in terms of like bread, bready things, like that's not really his shit. And so, like, whatever. Look at these children that I got stuck with. Bless them. Okay, I'm going to read one more, and then we're going to move on. Um, why is it important to you to share your life as a single mom and caregiver? What does that mean to you and hopefully to your listeners and readers? Well, if you follow along on like my social media or my blog that I'm not currently writing for. I'm so motherfucking sorry about that. Um, I was like so active in that space and as of late I have not been. Um, and also I'm going to like be gentle with myself there too. Right. Because I feel like I'm also kind of in this place, even in regards to my social media where, um, it feels, things feel kind of cyclical, right? Like sometimes I share like some, depending on what I'm going through and processing, like I'm sharing like some intensely personal shit, right? And I think at the end of the day, why it's important to me is, um, just like with reading, um, and writing especially, right? I mean, I don't know. Dictating is in a way like a form of writing. Kind of. Are you following that? Does that make sense to y'all? But when I'm writing for like social media or my blog or when I'm um, sharing stories in my food and storytelling Facebook group, which is called Feed Me a Story, um, that's how I process and understand you know, like I, I talk a lot about writing my way through things, you know, and, and I think it's important to me so that I can get a, a grip and like a, a better understanding and a better feel for the things that I'm experiencing right now. Um, and also it's cathartic as fuck for me, you know, like, so I think most people, maybe some people, um, are really intimidated by maybe like putting it all out there. And I feel like it's, for me, it's almost easier in a way because I feel like once you sort of like read and hang out, you know, in some of these spaces that I've created, 
there is no second guessing like what you get in terms of like who I am as a person, you know? Um, I also think that in general, in, in my life, in the way that I show up for my friends and the way that I show up for people that I'm interested in romantically, the way that I show up for my, for my kids, for my community. Um, I try to, I try to be what I want, you know, like what I want from other people. And so like vulnerability is like this big thing. Right. And I think especially on social media, which is where I mostly started sharing, you know, really personal things is like, it's so easy to get caught up in this idea of like scroll, 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 um, like fake shit, fake shit, fake shit, or like doing this comparison thing. And I really just wanted to level with people and be like, I'm messy as fuck. My life is messy as fuck. Like I don't have it all figured out. I'm fucking sad sometimes. And I yell at my fucking kids sometimes. And I get, you know, like I'm sometimes I'm wildly mean and unfair to myself or whatever the case may be. Right. Like I, I want to lend this idea that like you can still be authentic and, and have a presence on social media. And don't get me wrong. Like there are still some things uh, that I don't share. Like for example, Maddox like totally fucking crashed and burned in his little, uh, like high chair thing. Yes. Like I didn't like him and I both cried. In fact, Scarlett cried because she was like freaked out. You know what I'm saying? So like understand that I don't share every single thing. I bet you I share about 80%, but like I said, I think that it's important to me because I don't know. I want to hold myself to this standard of like, you know, if I'm wanting, you know, um, really thoughtful or connected love, like that's what I'm going to offer, like my, my lovers and my friends. And if I'm wanting to see, um, more people, you know, engaging in like mutual aid and, um, prioritizing marginalized folks, like, you know, okay, well that's cool and everything, but like that shit starts with me. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why it's really important to me is I really try to be, I try to like, I try to like walk the walk and I don't have it all perfect all the time. Right. Like I don't have it always figured out, but I feel like to me, this is kind of just like some bare minimum shit of like, yeah. And also processing and you know, like we're fucking deer diarying our way through life here. At least I am. And if that's helpful to y'all, um, like I encourage you to do that, you know, because I think a lot of times, sometimes it's really nice to feel like you touch somebody in that way. You know, like I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten like a DM or an email that was like, you know, you said, or you wrote, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that really hit home for me. And I'm like, yes, like, you know, that's also one of the reasons why I do what I do. It's to just like connect with people and to like let other people feel seen. So I hope that answered your question. I hope that I answered all of y'all's questions. I really loved doing this. And again, this is why we started this podcast and I, you know, and like maybe it's not always going to be this many questions or whatever every single week, but yeah, like I want to do all the things I want it to be like community and cooking and food and like my life. But I also want to share y'all's too. So if you have like stories or whatever, like I want to share those too. So get in there, email me yours and butter at gmail.com. Okay. So mm, 
I'm so sorry. I've been trying to like avoid drinking water this entire, like every time that I've ever recorded and that's not happening today because it's just like so bloody hot outside. I'm drinking water. I'm sorry if you can hear me swallowing for those of you that are like gross, like chewing or like drinking noises. You'll have to get over it. Um, so I just wrapped up, I think it was week four of the farmer's market and it was very much like this sort of your bones are settling in, you know, like this is like reality, right? And that's not to say that like the shine has worn off, but it's to say that like, this is what I'm doing. There's like more of a routine. There is more, you know, which is, this is all good. You know what I'm saying? But also like the not so glamorous parts of it are like waking up every Saturday at one o'clock in the morning is like really starting to catch up with me and kind of fuck with me. Um, also this last week was the hottest week that we've had there so far. And of course I think that I have like packed my shorts because I knew that it was supposed to, and I didn't long story short, I didn't. And so I like stood out in 93 degree weather for hours and hours in black jeans and just like sucks to suck Ava lesson learned. Like I, I think I already put a pair of shorts in my gym bag to like avoid that whole debacle. But I was still thinking about the last episode and I don't know if it's helpful for me to like reference the last episode. I feel like this is very soap opera y in that way of like, you don't necessarily have to listen to the previous episode, but it might help you. But anyways, I've been talking about how, um, I can be very much all or nothing with certain situations, right? Like if I can't make like this, you know, coursed out meal for my almost five-year-old and my almost one-year-old, then like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. Right. Which is just like so dumb and wildly unfair to myself and everybody around me. So the last couple of weeks, I've really just been trying to focus on being easy on myself and, um, kind of, you know, doing this thing where I'm like immersing myself in my community. And that kind of starts really organically with me being at the farmer's market, not just as a vendor, but like as a shopper too, you know? And so this week I went and got some handmade pasta that's made here locally. And then I also got one like singular big ass heirloom tomato, um, so that I could make pesto and use this really beautiful pasta that I got. And she does like a bunch of hand milled flowers and it was lovely. Um, but like, I'm just trying to start there, you know? And I feel like some of this is like baby steps of like utilizing the things that are around me, um, creating community around me and also using things that are like at my fingertips that I can access really easily, uh, supporting small and local business, right? Like again, like I'm trying to do the things that I hope that people do for me and show up for other folks the way that I hope that folks show up for me. Um, and also like, it's okay, Ava, you don't have to buy the whole fucking farmer's market in order for you to like be a reasonable human being. Okay. Sometimes this is how my brain works. So that's what I did this last week. And I'm again, still kind of just like working on this idea of like, you don't have to do it all or have it all or make it all or like serve your children in a moose bouche. I'm going to stop talking about that now. But anyways, if you are like that in any way, if you show up in that way of like this all or nothing thing, 
Um, I don't know. I think that it's nice to be able to slow down, especially this time of year. I think we're busy for biz- for different reasons. You know, like school year is like, um, it looks different, but now it's like we're especially coming up out of the pandemic, like we're going more places and we're seeing more people. And I hope that y'all are like being safe, but like that you're hugging on the folks that you love and that you're like spending time with your community. And when I think about that, I also think about having, you know, things readily available to me and being able to like create really beautiful layered things with not a whole lot of stuff, right? Like that's one of the beauties about summertime produce, um, and accessibility is like being able to get your hands on like a handful of like some core ingredients and being able to make like really spectacular dishes that are super simple, um, but really beautiful at the same time, you know? And so one of the things that I was thinking about, especially with some of this leftover pesto was like, fancy toast, you know, and I'm trying to like fancy toast is from something and top chef, right? Carrie from top chef who, uh, Carrie used to be here at Bardo in, in Denver. And I want to say that that's where fancy toast started. And if you want to call me out on my bullshit, you're welcome to do so. But anyways, I've been, you know, or like really beautiful tomatoes or, and like, I don't know, like things that I can serve on toast. My Scarlett's probably going to look at me like you're feeding me toast for dinner. I don't care. I, she'll get over it. I revived my sourdough starter a couple of weeks ago. And so that's been something that's like, yeah, on my brain is like collecting, getting my hands on a few like really seasonal, simple ingredients and being able to make something simple but beautiful that tastes good and that I'm going to feel good about like, Hey, I created something. I made dinner. No, I didn't serve it with, you know, a salad fork. Again, I just referenced last episode. Forgive me, but also love me. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not actually that sorry. And this week I am getting ready to attend another big gay dinner. We're doing big queer taco night on Thursday night and I'm making esquites, uh, which is just like a really simple, again, see simple at my fingertips. It's a corn salad with like a little Mexican crema and some cilantro and lime. And if you're familiar, familiar with like an elote, it's, it's kind of similar to that. It's off the cob, but yeah, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep being gentle with myself in terms of like expectations that I have. And like, I don't know, I want to hear what y'all are making with like just a handful of things that you can get your, your mitts on in your, in your neck of the woods. There I go again with like some Al Roker references. I'm never going to stop doing that just so you guys know. Um, but yeah, I, I loved this. I loved doing this with y'all and being able to connect with you guys in this way. And I want to do more of this. Um, and yeah, like I said, if you are, if you're stuck in a rut or if you need some guidance on like what to make, um, drop me a line. And I also want to hear what y'all are making with some of your farmer's market stuff. We're going to like ride this farmer's market train until it's like unrideable. What did I say at the beginning? Like, this is, I'm just the conductor, but like, get on my, get on my train. I mean it. So 
I'm happy to be doing this with y'all and I'm happy to uh, be connecting with y'all in this way. And I will, uh, I'll catch up with y'all next week. Later.